Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. So, funny story about yesterday. Um, you know how some people play video games to relieve stress? Um, I can't imagine, but yes, I do know that to be true. So some people do. And so Gio being the kind soul that he is, he purchased this game for me and him to play together. And it was on like a video game review YouTube video where this guy, this guy's girlfriend reviews video games that he plays. And she highly recommended this for beginner video game players because I do not play like Xbox related things or anything Mm -hmm. along those lines. I just does not appeal to me. So he was just like, Oh, let's just have this activity to do together. So he played like a while back, like last year. And then we took a huge break. And so last night he's like, Hey, do you want to start up the game again? Because we haven't finished the story. And I'm like, sure. So while he's enjoying his time playing the video game, I, I am so stressed. I am so stressed trying to like push the right buttons and he can do things so quickly because he's got decades of experience. I have mm, not even a full year. So I'm so stressed. I'm like cold sweating. My hands and joints hurt. And then I wake up this morning and I have like a stiff neck and a stiff shoulder because I, yes, I like stress so much while playing the game. So yeah. Not a stress reliever. Not a stress reliever for me. So got to, got I had to do a bunch of stretches this morning just to, just to loosen up. But it's so funny how that kind of thing happens (laughs) when you're trying to. Totally. I just bought, I want to, I want to get back into crocheting and I just bought a crochet needle and some yarn because I gave away all my craft stuff when we moved and I'm like preparing myself for what my neck and arm and hands are going to (laughs) feel like because anytime you first start doing something like that, that repetitive motion, you're not used Mm -hmm. to it. So yeah, I'm I'm gearing up to stretch. I don't know. I just want to be I have not done anything creative in a long time and Mm -hmm. it's bothering me. So I'm just going to do something, but I got pretty colors. So we'll see what happens. Well, I I do love crocheting, but I don't know how to crochet anything in particular. So uh, when I do crochet, it's a huge blanket or it's a very Mm -hmm. long scarf. But I just, that's all I know how to do. I'm doing it for the therapy, not for the productivity, but I do really enjoy making people things. So hopefully I have some ideas of some stuff I want to try, but I'm not going to stress over it. Anyway, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Travel Market Media. Head on over to travelmarketmedia.com where you can find other podcasts to grow and build your business. First up is an article from Travel Weekly, and it talks about humanizing the client advisor relationship. And we talk about relationships a lot and also communicating with our clients what that looks like. And so this was a particularly interesting article for me to look through. Uh, The author writes, as we begin an exciting new year together, I thought it might be useful to talk about some of the tools the savviest advisors have at their disposal. We hear that travel advisors are once again in vogue, but what are some of the things top advisors can do to maximize the services they provide to clients? 
And the first thing he says is know thy client. This is an older gentleman writing this. So of course he'll use the word thy, know thy client. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, fair though. It's true. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it's very important. This is where the qualifying process comes in. Every professional requires a new client intake form. And so he references how medical offices and accounting firms, they have a lot of paperwork in the first steps and taking on a new client. So Similarly, if we have a really good intake form where we're getting as much information as possible and asking the right questions to our leads, this could really help us down the line in putting together a trip that is perfect for that individual client. Absolutely. I I have different inquiry forms for different types of trips that ask specific thoughtful questions. So for instance, on my all-inclusive or just resort inquiry forum, it talks about things like club level amenities, ocean view versus ocean front, you know, resort must haves. And then on my cruise one, we get a little more into detail about specific cruise things that help me really, really qualify the client to avoid that back and forth. And, you know, this article was making me thinking about the, making me thinking, I'm becoming Mexican. <laughs> it's making me think about, you know, there's a lot of fear around artificial intelligence and all of the things that are coming into play here. But artificial intelligence is never going to be able to replace this humanizing piece. And you really put that in the forefront during the intake process, I think. Yes. And even in the intake process, it's a great opportunity opportunity to gather as much information as possible. Because what I love doing is when I present an itinerary or proposal, I love being able to bring it back to something that they said in yes. their intake, just to demonstrate that I was listening or that I was being really thoughtful when putting the itinerary together. So that's one of, I, I think you approach it with curiosity, more like, oh, um, what do they like? You know, like it's like a new relationship. Like what kinds of things do you like? Do you like coffee? Do you not like coffee? You know, what kinds of fun things do you like to do? That kind of thing. Um, another thing this author writes is uh, to keep a list of airports that provide VIP meet and greet services. So imagine your client stepping off the plane and boom, there's someone there at the gate Mm-hmm. with a sign with their name on it and they're being uh, guided through the airport through the process and it's perfect for international trips because you're taking them straight into customs and they really don't have to worry about figuring out signage or where to go and so for your VIP clients that's a great human connection component that they can add to Absolutely. their trip. Absolutely. It's a good one. And then another suggestion was keep a file on your desktop with digital gifts. So he says, start the world's largest digital gift collection. Are you sending a client off to Japan in a few months? Attach an article describing sushi restaurant etiquette in the country. Are your clients off to spend some downtime in Napa Valley? Think about attaching a digital gift outlining the best wineries to visit along with the directions. It says you should be able to extract several worthwhile articles from your Apple news feed each evening. Never send a simple email without including a digital gift. It's thoughtful and it costs you nothing. I agree. I do. I'll make like these fun little digital postcards, like 
one from Mexico, like these margaritas aren't going to drink themselves. We're waiting for the Jones family or, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. just something a little fun. But then there's another service in case you guys don't know, and I'm waiting for her to open back up, but it's um, approach guides. And she curates a lot of YouTube videos and articles and things like that. And you can create these little guides for your clients. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting thing. You could do it yourself, but she has already curated everything. So that's kind of a nice service. I love how he calls them digital gifts. Like I never really felt like that term is really nice. Like to me, like, of course we send packing lists and destination guides, like things to keep in mind, stuff like that, just depending on where they're going. But yeah, here's a little digital gift for you. You can open it it. um, at your leisure. It's using your words, right? Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) And I saw something on Facebook today. And someone had mentioned uh, they were thanking Susie Schreiner for an idea that she had, um, she had mentioned that she does for her clients. If a client says that, hey, our flight is delayed, Susie will send them a Starbucks gift card, like a little Starbucks gift card to them. And then that way during their delay, they're able to grab themselves a cup of coffee um, or, or a snack or anything like that. So that's really cool. Is an AI going to do that? I don't think so. Absolutely not. I guess you want to just quickly look up whether there's a Starbucks. And I only say that because Austin, Texas, that airport has no like um, big brands. They're all local. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I think other than that, I have never yeah. been in, a, yeah. in an airport with no Starbucks. But I love that. Um, and then lastly on this article, it says design a regularly scheduled ad-free way to communicate with clients. Our clients are tired of having ads jump off the screen at them. That is why they far prefer streaming their television content. Design a way to communicate with your clients that provides useful travel information instead of product ads. Try to create unbiased advice, help your clients understand how the industry really works in a personal manner that the internet can never duplicate. Try to humanize your working relationship with every guest. Make them a part of your extended travel family. If you do this, you will begin to humanize the booking process in ways that no one online can ever replicate. Amen. I think that is something that I've been thinking about, especially when I have my assistant help me with tasks that I don't want to do. The tasks that I like are um, certain parts of the human connection part, like towards the beginning. But then the things that I don't really care to do, I think are things that if AI does become like a big common thing that they can do. So I don't need my brain to do those kinds of activities. Whereas like the more like an actual human needs to be present activities are things that I like. Well, and that's the thing too. I don't have a real gifting strategy for clients. I do not consistently send clients gifts. And through my Travel Joy setup clients, I'm learning that it's all over the place with people. Like some people are sending really consistent branded gifts. Some people don't send gifts at all and everything in between. For me, I just like a random, thoughtful, does not have to be expensive gift that the person isn't expecting Or I think sending a gift and or a handwritten thank you card after travel is the way to indicate this is an ongoing relationship Mm -hmm. instead of like a pre-travel thing. So, and obviously I'm in Mexico, so I just send it right through 
Amazon, whatever, cookbook, Mm -hmm. any, any small thoughtful thing. And then I have mentioned before, one of my favorite gifting sources is Gold Belly because they ship food from all over the world. So like I had a client who sent me a bunch of good referrals. And so I sent her some German sausages because they had taken a trip to German. Mm, Like that was the most recent one they had worked with me. And I guess their teenage son went crazy because he was in, you know, that eating season. (laughs) (laughs) Those are also things, not that you have to spend money to be thoughtful. And I so much like that concept of digital gifts. But Mm -hmm. if you're going to send a gift, I really recommend making it more thoughtful than pricey in order to maintain that human connection. So our next article is from Travel Pulse, and it is why the cruise industry is poised for a banner year. Uh, Wave season is upon us. I am definitely feeling the wave. I am not really actually loving how long my to-do list is, but I don't want to treat a gift like a burden, so I'm keeping a good attitude about it. Uh, But it says a new study found the cruise industry is ready for a bounce back in 2023, as more than half of American respondents said they are are just as likely to take a voyage as they were before the pandemic. So according to a AAA travel surgery, surgery, survey, (laughs) 52% of adults in the United States are just as likely or more likely to consider taking a cruise vacation than before COVID-19 related restrictions were implemented. It's so funny when you have conversations with people who aren't big cruisers, they're so Mm -hmm. confused by that. And it's just, if you know, you know, right? Yeah. Or they'll say something like, oh, I would never go on a cruise. And I'm like, well, it's your loss because if you've (laughs) never been on one, you don't know what all the fuss is about. And I just remember taking a friend of mine on a very short, like three nighter cruise out of Tampa And it was her first cruise ever. And then by day two, she's there sitting as we're like, we're sitting on the deck and she's like, now I know why people are so obsessed with cruising. And it's not for everybody, of course, but if you've never been giving, if you've never given it a chance, then Mm -hmm. it's silly to say that you never would. Or they've done it, you know, years and years and years ago, like when they were a kid and then they're grandparents booked it they booked the cruise line that wasn't the best one um and then they just base their experience off of their experience as a kid so yeah and they don't realize that the the variety of cruise experiences there are Mm -hmm. like for me I have done a ton of cruises obviously and I'm at a point where my favorite type of cruise is going to be a smaller ship fewer people more immersive itinerary Mm -hmm. you know but For some people who don't get to travel as much as we do, just being able to see so many places on one cruise is a huge draw. Yeah. Without packing and moving and packing and moving. Right. Um, It says the AAA study also found that contemporary, family-friendly, and luxury cruises top the list of most popular cruise ships among people likely to go on a cruise this year. But smaller, more intimate vessels are gaining popularity. Like for people like me. Triple <laughs> A Senior Vice President of Travel, Paula Twidale. Sorry if I mispronounced that, Paula. She said, cruising is back in a big way. We expect a lot more people to book cruises in 2023 as several new ships have entered the market. We already saw this in November, which proved to be a record-breaking month for cruise bookings. For many cruise companies, Black Friday was the single largest booking day in history. 
Remember when they announced Icon of the Seas and it was, you know, Royal was just like, it was the biggest booking event that they've ever had was when they announced Icon of the Seas. Yeah. Scott Lara of the Cruise Genius said, with many new ships coming online, those of us who've sailed on previous ships are looking for something new and exciting. And he says the key will be for cruise lines to stop increasing the prices for tips and other services. If they continue down this path, all-inclusive resorts will win big. I'm not so sure if I agree with Scott on this one because during pandemic times when cruise ships still weren't going, a lot of my cruisers tried an all-inclusive resort because that was kind of the easiest alternative. Mm -hmm. And none of them liked it as much as cruising. Every single Mm -hmm. one came back and said, it was nice. We had fun, but it's just not the same as waking up in a new destination every morning or every other morning. So the survey found the top cruise domestic and international destinations for 2023, um, for domestic, Alaska, Hawaii, um, Mexico and Caribbean. I guess we're going to include Mexico and Caribbean into the domestic. Domestic departures. Departure. Got it. Yeah. And then Alaska, the Med, and European River Cruises top the international departure list. Absolutely. I've been booking big on Mediterranean and Alaska. Um, it says here um, people are curious about all different cruise lines. Uh, We have seen a big uptick in requests from new to cruise for both ocean and river ships. In addition to those returning to cruising after the pandemic, many of the conversations have been geared to helping people understand the differences between cruise lines, cabin types, and the overall experience on board. And I think that's where we can really show our value is to just explain the differences because there are a lot of people who are like, it's just a cruise. It's easy. We'll just book it ourselves. And then they get into the thick of it and they're like, Ooh, I really don't know. I really don't know the difference between ships, itineraries. I need help. Yeah. And cabin types. What's the layout? What, what's the best location? I get Mm -hmm. seasick. Everyone says higher is better. Well, no, it isn't if you get seasick. Right. And one thing I'm hoping doesn't kill the Europe season for cruises as flight prices like oh they are nasty they are Ooh. they are bad really bad it's um fifteen hundred dollars like period. yeah you want to go to literally Europe, the number I'm, yeah i'm literally telling people yeah. just average for that because they're it's basically going to be that price and if it's a little bit lower it's not going to be that much lower it's, it's going to be over a thousand dollars maybe you can get something Depending on the season, that's a little less than a thousand. But for the most part, I'm like, for budgeting purposes, just budget this much. Yeah. And I think the key too is to not focus too much on how nasty those prices are. Just state it like it is and then explain what a value cruising is, how much is included, what you get to Mm -hmm. see, and how overall, because I always tell people it's not what you start out spending, it's what you end up spending. So if you're going to spend the money on the air, then a cruise is a great way for you to get a lot of value out of the trip. Mm -hmm. And also I feel like the tone that I present the numbers to the clients, like the tone that I use really sets the stage. So if I just say it matter of factly, like it's normal, like, Oh, round trip flights are $1,500. Like it's a regular everyday thing. Like the grass is green. Then they'll be like, Oh, okay. Okay. 
Absolutely. And I needed to hear you say that because I'm currently trying to book pre and post for a river cruise and they want business class air and it's $5,000. Like no matter how I slice it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's coming up at like 48.75 if they want one stop. And I've, and I've been telling myself, okay, you just need to tell them the facts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is what it is. I I have no no control over it, but because there's some of my VIP clients, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling it personally and I need to let that go. So I'm glad you just said that. It is what it is. We don't set the prices. Nope. Our last article is from Travel Weekly and it talks about how now more than ever, we must keep the customer satisfied. Uh, so we are, are they demanding? Yes. <laughs> More demanding than before. Um, yes. and so the author is Julie Kais, who is the VP of global air partnerships for Expedia group. And so she writes that consumer behavior continually evolves, but the volatility we've experienced over the past few years has brought change into even sharper focus. All industries have had to adapt and re-examine how they meet new consumer needs. And in this time of transformative change, the travel industry is front and center. And I feel like just based on our experience with air the past few years, yes, this is really true. Like you need to go not just above and beyond, but just like provide standard customer service to begin with in terms of, um, you know, your call center staff, the way you address issues. And I feel like they're still in reactionary mode a lot of times. Um, And then every day we're hearing about some, like this morning, just some issue with the computers going down, how are airlines handling that and the whole Southwest ordeal during Christmas. So definitely a great uh, topic for airlines to be discussing. Yep. And they say money related issues continue to be important to their consumers. They're the Expedia Group Traveler Value Index 2023 based on surveys of 11,000 people across 11 markets that came up this month and revealed strong preferences for flexible rates and fares that can be changed without a fee. Around half of consumers say they would never book non-refundable lodging or transportation domestically, even if it was discounted, even more would refuse non-refundable lodging and transportation when traveling internationally. I found that to be true. Most of the time, my clients, I'll just say, should we skip the non-refundable fares and go straight to keeping it flexible? And most of the time they say yes. Occasionally they'll say, well, what's the price difference? But Yeah, I'll usually offer them the refundable rate and then just let them know this is refundable. Here's the cancellation policy. There's a non-refundable option that's a little bit cheaper, but you don't have the flexibility. And I so, use that wording quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. It says, many airlines seize the opportunity posed by the turbulence of the past few years to do things differently to increase customer satisfaction, like introducing flexible itineraries um, to enhance loyalty and implementing better systems and processes around fees, cancellation policies, and refunds. Of course, they're starting to back those up now, which is yeah unfortunate. <laughs> it says also one consumer preference that came up time and again was the, was the desire for clear communication. Any agency with a website or mobile app needs to be able to communicate available options that will reassure travelers they're making the right decisions. Um, she gave the example of Expedia Group. They introduced new features this year that include price tracking. Um, and then also sharing data and insights. 
And it says here that another way they found to be effective in raising satisfaction is through attribute-based shopping or smart shopping by improving self-selection and customization for flight and hotel options. AKA artificial intelligence. (laughs) And we're going to beat that every time. (laughs) But this is good advice still, because what they're doing is heavily researched. They know what people want. They're implementing systems and processes to give it to them. So we can follow their example and learn from what they're doing while still adding that human touch. Mm -hmm. I think that for AI, I was watching a TikTok and they were talking about chat GPT, which is apparently Mm -hmm. like one of the latest AI tools. I don't even know the right word to use for it, but this guy was showing how he used chat GPT to um, make his life easier. So what he did was he created a menu for his visiting family members coming for Christmas. And he told the AI uh, any allergies and food preferences. And he's like, make a menu. And then uh, the AI made a menu. And then he said, now make a shopping list that will feed yep. X number of people. And I think I saw that. that. Yes. I, did I send it to you? I don't know. Like, it was just so and incredible then- because... Um, to me, we could really utilize AI not to replace us, but to enhance the services that we offer. And so yep. it could be like, hey, put together a restaurant recommendation list uh, within you know, X number of miles within Paris. Uh, it serves gluten-free food and you know all this stuff that's so specific that could free up your time and you don't have to do that and everything's available online and the AI can help you generate something like that. Like, I'm excited for that and I want that to happen right now. Yeah, it's not <laughs> quite there yet because the it's not like a live database. It doesn't have access to the internet right now. But eventually, you'll be able yeah. to get really granular yeah. with it and help you find things. It'll be like a Google search on steroids. Yeah, and you can you don't even have to do it. You just have to know what you want. And it can only enhance our customer service to our clients. Yep. Yep. The article ends by saying the last few years have been volatile for the airline industry, and today the cost of living crisis continues to bite. As both business and leisure travelers return to the skies, airlines have sometimes struggled to meet the returning levels of demand. (laughs) To ensure this demand continues and to secure repeat customers, improving and developing the traveler experience for a post-pandemic world from beginning to end of the holiday process must be the focus of all parties involved. True story. Are we ready for some excess baggage? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, through the end of January, Norwegian Cruise Line is bringing back COVID-19 vaccine and testing requirements across its entire fleet for guests who have been to mainland China, Hong Kong, or Macau in the past 10 days, or who hold passports from these countries and cannot prove they were not there in the past 10 days. They will need to be fully vaccinated vaccinated and boosted to be permitted on board. Another one from them says that Uniworld Boutique River Cruises has unveiled its second annual Rivers of the World Cruise. The 55-day World Cruise departs in October 2024 from Lima, Peru, for a journey that spans three continents, 10 countries, and four of Uniworld's superships. The voyage ends in Ho Chi Minh City. Travel Weekly reports that Southwest has put a price tag on its holiday meltdown. 
from $725 to $825 million. Another headline from them reads, Turks and Caicos still requires vaccinations. That hasn't changed its popularity. The article goes on to say that, in fact, the Turks and Caicos Tourist Board credits the strict travel protocols, as well as an exceptionally high vaccination rate among the local population, with helping to boost Turks and Caicos' swift tourism rebound. Travel Pulse says that the Caribbean is entering the new year with confidence high. In 2022, the Caribbean was among the fastest recovering regions globally, reclaiming 85 and 90 percent of total arrivals in 2019. Another article from them says that Thailand took a step backwards in the evolution of its COVID-related border policies, having just released new updates to its travel restrictions on inbound international visitors. It's reinstating some entry requirements starting Monday, January 9th. So if you have clients traveling to Thailand, please be sure to check out the link in our show notes. According to Travel Agent Central, travel insurance continues to be top priority for travelers with 79% of respondents to a recent visitor's coverage survey reporting they were planning to buy trip protection when booking their 2023 travel. Only half of those surveys had purchased travel insurance in the past. They also report that Quickie Tours, the Italian-based LGBTQ plus tour specialist, is offering a new White Lotus tour that takes guests on a guided journey to many of the real-life settings from the second season of the comedy drama, which is set in Sicily. Quickie Tours pays 20% agent commission on all bookings. And our high note today is from afar. Starting February 1st, Delta Sky Miles members will have access to complimentary in-flight Wi-Fi. And that's it for Excess Baggage. See, I knew White Lotus was considered a comedy. I said it's a comedy. It does. It's a comedy. I could not stop it's, laughing. It's a dark comedy, but it's, it's certainly a, dark a comedy. comedy. But someone was trying to argue with me that it wasn't a comedy. And I'm like, yes, it absolutely is. Please. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. If you're, if you, excuse me, if you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello? Please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.